0: An amazing, amazing castle appeared into the distance. The princess gazed at its incredible beauty and marveled at its high towers. Amazing? Incredible? High? I'm not really picturing it. You have the case of the vague adjective. Hello, 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 I'm Autumn Bardot. Welcome back to my channel. If you haven't already, I would love if you would hit that subscribe button. By subscribing, you feed those YouTube algorithms and you make it easier for other writers like yourself to find my channel on this vast thing called the internet. Today, it's all about the vague adjective. Are you an offender? It was amazing. She was amazing. The food was amazing. I've got a list of them right here. Astounding, astonishing, marvelous, stunning, fabulous, extraordinary. And all the rest, you know, that tells the reader nothing, nothing at all. What exactly makes it amazing? but do not, do not go into boring detail. The word amazing and words like that simply do not help the reader hear, see, feel, experience, smell. Did I miss a sense? Let me look. Touch, I think that could be feel, and feel (laughs) emotion-wise. Words like amazing are sloppy it's true they provide no sensory detail no sensory image find a way to explain how or why it is amazing use similes and metaphors specific descriptors here's an example that smells horrible said julia ben's nose wrinkles like dog poop and vomit Now we know exactly how horrible, horrible is. And I embedded it right into dialogue. Other examples of vague word descriptors are big, small, little, huge, hot, cold. How big is big? How cold is cold? Yes, it's fine to say that she had a hot drink. But if you're trying to explain heat or cold, as your character treks through the Alps, let's say, (laughs) you need a better description than cold because cold means one thing to Californians who put on their Uggs when it's 70 degrees and quite another to those in Wyoming who are used to 20 below. Also, words like rough and smooth describe it quickly, very quickly so the reader can see it, feel it, hear it, touch it in their mind. Should you do this every single time? That depends really on what you are trying to convey to the reader. What are you trying to do with the scene or the object that you are describing or want to describe? Let's go back to our towers from the beginning. How high are those high towers? Do the towers touch the gray ominous clouds? Or do the towers reach into the lacy clouds that screened a warm summer sun? One description feels dark and ominous and foreboding. One feels quite inviting. How high are those towers? If they appear to touch the clouds, then they are pretty darn high. Once again, you want to be mindful of genre, something like historical fiction. Are the towers 10 warriors tall? or as tall as a 100-year-old oak tree. Use whatever works for culture, setting, and time period. I included a few examples from my own books. Here's one from The Impaler's Wife. And yes, I do use the word magnificent. The Tocot Fortress looked like a magnificent stone crown sitting atop the barren rocky summit Its 28 towers jutting high into the air. It blended well with the terrain, as if the earth itself had belched up the impregnable stronghold in proclamation of Turkish dominance. I think you get a strong visual of how that fortress castle comes out of that rocky summit. Here's another example from Confessions of a Sheba Queen. In the distance, I saw fertile fields clutch the earth in straight rows and and dark, craggy mountains like sentinels hold up a glittering indigo sky. Once again, using descriptors to give you the visual image of the mountains. Here's one more from The Emperor's Assassin. The gate was enormous wide enough to accommodate several carpenta and taller than any tree. Remember, using description to add word count is never, never a good idea. I like using descriptions to enhance the setting, the culture, the plot, conflict, and of course, characterization and emotion. When don't you need those lengthy descriptions using all those vague adjectives? It's the topic of next week's, yes, next week's video. Next week's. Now go into your manuscript and describe, but not too long, and get rid of all those vague descriptors, vague adjectives that don't bring the reader in and make them see, feel, hear, touch, and hear exactly what you are seeing, feeling, hearing, and touching. Until then, writers, dream, create, and embrace. Bye-bye.